with the episode starting five minutes after nine o'clock. Yeah, I was like... <laughs> it was up five minutes late on HBO Go, too. I was like pressing fast forward on my DVR, like, am I behind? What's going on? <laughs> no, they, had to, they had to get their previews in for True Blood and uh, the newsroom. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Phil's DVR is time travel. Yeah, <laughs> now that people are actually watching the show, they have to, you know, capitalize on the money, right? <laughs> this is actually watching the show. <laughs> well, this is Game of Bones. Sometimes people watch... Uh, Game of Thrones. It happens, rarely. And when they do, sometimes they decide to log on to the internet and listen <laughs> to this podcast. Yay! This is true. It is Monday. It is. It is actually Monday. Well, it's Monday for Serlina. I think for all of us stateside, it's still Sunday. Yes, Woo. it is. Unless there's something you're not telling us, Eric. Uh, yes, I'm in a vortex. <laughs> good. That's good to know. <laughs> it's also good to note that Phil just left us. Out of the conversation. I think he may be back, He's though. Back. Are you with us, Phil? Stupid Skype. <laughs> <laughs> the worst. It is the enemy. Well, it's great to have you back, Phil. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. You know, be here with the lovely Game of Owns people. Well, oh. you know what they say. The more wood. <laughs> um. What do they the say? The bigger the fire? The bigger the fire, exactly. <laughs> okay. We got, a great, we got a great bright fire burning this evening. We do. For those of you that don't know, Phil is the head guy. He's the dude over at winnerscoming.net, and that's the truth. We wouldn't lie about that. No, no, it's all true. I thought Marco was in charge over there. Uh, he seems like he is. Yeah. Are you sure oh. he's not? Maybe he's he's like Littlefinger. He's like pulling the strings behind the scenes or something. <laughs> I think there's all that stuff going on at Winter's Coming. Like I have a whole theories about <laughs> yeah <laughs> the power structure. Yeah, exactly. Game of Thrones. Exactly. Game of Winter is coming. I can't wait in, mm-hmm. until the uh, fanfic for that starts to roll out because it <laughs> definitely will. Yes. Well, we were excited to do a new episode of the show because we just had Brian Cogman on the episode on Friday, which I assume Phil's listened to. Absolutely, probably. it was awesome, entertaining informative what else could you want you wrote that review on itunes didn't you <laughs> didn't you <laughs> five well, stars thank you, you understood the rules of may well uh <laughs> we were excited to do another one and sunday is sunday the episode just aired we're all reeling from that just lovely gorgeous slow epic last shot right where, where'd that come what from what the hell was that Aww, that yeah, was right. so lovely that it reminded was. me of the season premiere of the vampire diaries because <laughs> that's <laughs> what they were going for i know <laughs> I know it wasn't lovely for you because you saw what I was seeing and it was pixelated as shit. So that's why. Well, right, but you know, <laughs> you, you imagined what was there. I imagined, yeah. I filled in the blanks in my. Well, oh, come on, though. I think I really think like this is. It was after that that you know you had those terrible scenes in this episode that were truly haunting, and I actually. It was interesting that they chose to end the, end this particular episode with something like a sunrise and something so hopeful. When I don't think they've ever done that on Game of Thrones before. Right over the Great Valley. Right, right, right. It was like the most sort of uplifting, like, let's look to the future and <laughs> the, like, this is our kingdom and all of that crap. Like, <laughs> it was like the end of a Lord of a Rings. If only Gilly and uh, Sam had, had, had walked up and held hand next to them, that would have been perfect. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be like the end of Empire Strikes. Strikes back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah, staring yeah. Yes. Well, did um, did Tormund and the uh, the other guy disappear from that? Because they weren't when the crane shot like peeled back. They had left, I think. Yeah, they, they were weren't. like, we're sick of this. <laughs> Who needs like rom com moments? We're gonna go conquer <laughs> some stuff. Yeah, there was some tension there when uh, when they finally pulled themselves up. You know, after well, he yeah, the loose. other guy let them die. <laughs> Basically, yes. Yeah. He was quick too. He was quick about it. He wasn't like. 
oh, let's give him a few minutes, see if they can, <laughs> you know, grab back onto the wall. He's like, oh, we got to cut him loose. Yeah. Well, he was like, quick. no! <laughs> Jon Snow had time to, like, swing, like, a hundred times back and forth. Yeah, I know that challenge. I guess it was a thick rope. I would have failed at that, by the way. I would have been so consumed by my my impending mortality, I, I don't think I would have been moved. <laughs> so, props to Jon Snow. I mean, oh, that's... Yeah. Yeah. Good on you, Jon Snow. He was protecting his woman, you know, woman. Yeah, and he better continue to do that or she's going to chop off his cock and wear it around her neck. Pretty much. Yeah. Jamie Lannister I mean, style. hardcore. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty hardcore. I think the hand is more ha- hardcore than the ho- the cock, though. You know what I mean? The it's cock like- is so typical. It's like Tory Bobbitt <laughs> shit. It's like, we get it. That makes That's been done before. It's like yeah. last but- year. The hand, it's like, well, I, I used to use this, but then I decided I was too much of a badass, so now I just wear it. <laughs> poor Jamie couldn't even cut his pork. That was great, though. Like, the way that Brienne was just, like, staring at it, so annoyed, and finally she just put her fork in. And it's sort of like, it just, I was thinking, oh, they're trying to be symbolic about them having to work together, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but they're being separated, so now the real question is, and this is, like, one of my ongoing reasons to watch the show, is who's going to be there to hold his ham still the next time he has to cut his ham? She'll make her way back to him, I'm sure. <laughs> Wait, is that a serious question? Are we going re- to revisit this? Well, no, 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 no. All right, let's talk about pork guys let's do this here's right my now. serious <laughs> question though and, and this goes to phil i guess because well this goes to all you guys but um we don't have brian cogman here unfortunately so i'm just transferring uh phil you're the webmaster over at winterscoming.net tell me why and guys please tell me why would you adapt a show that's this violent uh for television like from uh, a series what? that from a series are you that's asking this... us in season three yeah for... <laughs> yeah right i mean to me where, you, where have you been the past two and a half <laughs> I mean... but to me the 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 experience is suffered by Roz and by Theon. Uh, I mean, in the this, Roz thing wasn't even in the books. In this in this episode, I I just I really wonder. It made me really wonder because uh, Theon's getting his like flesh from his finger sliced off slowly and peeled by this guy, you know, who's I I just I don't understand this bothers me more than any other scene so far mm. in the show and with Roz um as well. Oh, yeah. Absolutely with Ross. Yeah, it was hard to watch. Lost, for example, okay? (laughs) Yes. In the show Lost, the devastating violence of a plane crash happens. Why would they ever put that on TV? I don't understand why they adapted that, you know? Why would they ever adapt Lost for TV? It's the same point, Eric. I I don't think that the violence is enough of an issue to, to judge whether or not it should be adapted. I mean, the show's meant for adults. I don't think that adults should be afraid to watch something that other adults made up and like did makeup for and to watch on TV for Although, entertainment. I do think like maybe going off of Eric's point, I think that this episode definitely had I mean those two scenes, the Theon scene and the Roz scene were really harrowing. I mean, not in a way that the show hasn't been before. I don't think it was worse than do you remember that one where uh Last season, when when um, ships Joffrey, blew up and people oh, that died too. out of ships, that too. But I mean, <laughs> you know, in terms of like really, really haunting scenes, like the other one with Joffrey, where he like made one whore like that was actually Roz again, um, yeah. sort of beat the other one bloody. <laughs> like that was just that was like it was almost too it was too much. And I almost feel like in this scene with the finger and with Roz, I mean, the that's you you leave that going. Did I really just watch that? Like, and nah. let's not forget that Theon hung and burned and charred mm-hmm. two Hang, children yeah. 
Dang. And that wasn't too much. Well, so too. is there a limit, though? How much is too much? It's not the violence. It's just, like, the, you know, how, like, sadistic it is. Mm. Like, you got, you know, the guy who's holding Theon, who's, like, obviously, like, just getting off on the way he's, like, torturing right. him. And, and, and then, all the music. And then, yeah, and then we know that Joffrey is the same way. And, yeah, it, it it's a little much. And the books are violent, but they don't tread into the sadistic stuff quite mm. as much as the show has they they seem to have amped it up a little bit i'm not sure uh for what reason maybe just to you know shock people i guess but yeah it, yeah the Ross bit was just like where the hell did this come from <laughs> well i didn't understand why she was killed because baelish found out she was in a format yeah, yeah, for, but, for but how did that have anything to do with Joffrey? Well, he's the he's the male. You know how when he's telling that story to Varys that mm. um, he had a particular male client who wanted to try something he never tried before with mm-hmm. one of his girls, aka mm-hmm. the informant. That was Joffrey, right? So, oh my god! Basically, okay. it's the wrath of Renly, and this connects to the um, dare I say it, the commentary episode Renly. we were experiencing. The wrath of Renly. The, oh, the beware one. the wrath of Renly. <laughs> He's channeling his uncle? Of Baelish. The, the <laughs> Wrath of Littlefinger. This connects to the commentary episode we recorded where Baelish is holding a, a knife up to Ned's uh, throat. You know, we recorded that earlier this afternoon. But, you know, he's just – he's you don't fuck with him and he's he's a really badass or bad guy. Well, I think it even ties back to the other commentary episode that, we, that we've that been doing recently that <laughs> – we we were asking what's the purpose of Roz? And you know, she's she's leaving, she's going away to King's Landing, Theon's all disappointed because he doesn't have a friend around Winterfell mm-hmm. anymore. And and so, you know, it, it's almost what was her was her purpose solely to go to King's Landing to become Baelish's right hand woman, mm-hmm. to inform on him to Varys, and then to die with a million arrows, sorry, go through her body in different places. I mean in a way, though, I mean, even though that's sort of, it's a good, it's a really good question. I sort of feel like if, I mean, I guess that was her sole purpose. And because she's not a character in the books, that's pretty much as far as they could take her. You know, like they couldn't sort of make her just like a secret Baratheon child or whatever. Um, we'll get to that. But um, <laughs> like, I, I feel like that was a really, just that scene in itself was really effective. Although I don't think we need any more proof that Joffrey is a sadistic um, son of a bitch. Did anybody notice the parallel though between Arya earlier in the yes. episode yes. and what Joffrey did to the targets Roz? were the exact mm. almost. Oh yes. The thing is, when Arya was doing it, it's funny because she she obviously still has that mantra going where she says Joffrey, Cersei, ill in pain, and then she hit them respectively in the face, the tits, and the balls. So I thought that was funny. I did not expect that to come back up in the episode. It was just like she'd <laughs> shoot Joffrey in the face. She'd shoot Cersei in the tits and she'd shoot Ill and Payne in the balls. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I thought that. But yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. There's a parallel. Uh, I mean, I I don't necessarily think that the Raw scene needed to be in there. I, I think that mm-hmm. Baelish communicated his point without you having to go and see what happened? I don't think you ever needed to know that Joffrey did this unless they're just looking to continue to paint Joffrey as this really twisted child. I, I don't think it would have taken away or given anything to the episode one way or another. So for that particular scene, to me, it didn't need to be there. The Theon scene, I think, is important moving forward. So it had to be there. Yeah. Right. For me, the Ross stuff, it was, I mean, it was only a shot. And it was pretty extreme considering, 
but I I don't believe that that was a story piece. That was shock value piece for Twitter fodder and et cetera, et cetera. It gets people talking. Yeah, and, I agree. I mean, we just talked about that on the con- commentary episode when the two whores were going at it, you know, and now we see the alpha whore has been slain. Mm. And so they show they show a shot of it, you know. Mm-hmm. I feel sad, though. <laughs> I liked her. Yeah. yeah and, I, and I didn't know it was Joffrey uh, when, when Baelish was talking about him because he was being so cryptic about it, obviously, as you would do in that situation. But the mm-hmm. shot completed it, you know. Yeah, yeah, I think that's I think that's true. Um, I didn't know it was Joffrey for sure either. So I can't believe he did that. I mean, I, I know I shouldn't be shocked. I blame Marguerite. I, I, does anybody else blame Marguerite? <laughs> I don't, for but I see what you on. mean. She sexualized the crossbow for him or right. whatever. I don't and think this was what she had in mind, though. <laughs> no. I don't know if this was a sexual thing. I think this is more of a murder thing. I just think they go hand in hand with Joffrey. Yeah. Yeah, he has. And I don't know if that's book Joffrey, obviously, because I'm not far enough. But it definitely seems that he's got some shit he needs to work out here <laughs> soon. I thought it, it really served more so as a device in, in the sense of Baelish and his power. And he was looking to demonstrate his power over Varys and and knowing more information than Varys knows and you know you get that cut scene at the end with with Sansa crying as supposedly Baelish sails off to the Vale. Yeah, the ship that she was supposed to leave King's Landing on, but then she turned Littlefinger down because she wanted to stay and get married to Loras, but you know, obviously that wasn't going to happen and she was realizing that you know, basically the ship had sailed and she was screwed <laughs> yeah because Tyrion had just told her right about hey this is the new arrangement i don't really like it right this and, is awkward and then right. she's standing there watching the ship that she could have escaped right. on and now it's too late she can't yeah that's what i thought too i'm surprised shay was with her you know i was very relieved by shay's expression because she did not look angry at sansa or at Tyrion. like she looked in that moment like she understood the situation which I really hope is the case because I hate it when TV shows when they just they don't get it just for the sake of drama, you know. Right. At first, she was pissed though. She was like, "Why didn't you talk to her by yourself?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sansa's true. like, "Hey, chill. You're, you're my <laughs> friend and shit." But this is like a guy, and she, she doesn't know anything. It's great. Yeah, yeah. that was a, that was a funny moment. A little bit of humor in a mm. pretty dark episode. I gotta say, I'm getting pretty fed up with Littlefinger always getting the upper hand on. On Varys and these, when they have these discussions, it's always him that walks away having gotten the last word. I just want Varys <laughs> to own him already. Well, <laughs> he, if he if that was him sailing away, you'll see less of him. I think. I hope um, think? moving forward, and, and and also you you can't really can't uh, deny that his speech was powerful about chaos. Oh, absolutely! Not being a pit, it being a ladder, like that's brilliant. That is the anthem to anybody who does what Baelish and Varys do. Mm-hmm. Um, the spider it's just so they could tie it into the title of the episode. <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's what they based it on. <laughs> now, I uh, I, th- I think it might have been a little bit more powerful. I'm never really one to pick on stuff like this, but I think it would have been a little bit more powerful if I had heard this voiceover for the first time in the show and not on a trailer that's weeks true. ago. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's pretty cool that I heard it on the show and not in the trailer because yeah. it just, I don't know, it felt it felt pretty powerful. So it really depended on what kind of feeling they wanted to push there. But it felt alien to the show and maybe almost felt pivotal in a way 
that maybe more things like this are going to happen. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean more voiceovers, but maybe more kind of out-of-body experiences within the show. And I don't really know if how I'm describing it makes any sense, but I just felt like this was something that really hadn't been done before and they were trying to say so much with the voiceover and the music. I thought in the beginning of the episode when Arya was saying those words that she was actually speaking them in her mind. Well, you mentioned Arya, but what I want to know most about her is why she's training with a bow. Has she abandoned her sword lessons? Has she abandoned Serial Pharrell's teachings Dude, for the bow? Dude, she's yeah, the bow and arrow that's in right now. Katniss, go power all the way, you know? <laughs> she's <laughs> diversifying. Yeah, yeah, I think she's just trying to mix it up a little bit. <laughs> yeah. But they, surely there's a good swordsman. Surely Thoros of Mir, or, or I'm sorry, Beric Dendarian could, could teach her a thing or two about swords, but no, she's all about the bow now. Yeah, but if you go all the way back to episode one, there's that scene with her shooting the bow and arrow when Bran is practicing. Yep. So mm-hmm. it was actually her yeah. first true her passion. first weapon. Her first okay. love. Yeah. Her first love was the bow. <laughs> and then it was the crossbow. And then she quickly learned how shitty those can be sometimes. And then she went right back to the bow. They take All too right. long to load. They do take too long to load. Let's talk about this massive deviation from the book. Okay, let's that's do going it, on please. Since we're talking about Arya. <laughs> how massive it. is it? It's pretty massive, it's massive but I like it. Absolutely. I like it a lot, actually. Do you? I do. I'm still not I like sure it a lot. how I feel about it. You guys are talking about Melisandre p- coming in, right? Right. Yeah. This, well, yeah, the, and the person she took away. The person she took and her interactions with Thoros mm-hmm. and with Arya. None of that, none of that happens in the book. Mm-hmm. Well, that's confusing to me. I thought that whole scene was going to be about Beric Dadarian and Melisandre kind of finding her own faith because she comes to this guy who's clearly been resurrected like six times. I thought it was all about the red light or, you know, the magic, the red, you know, all of these, this Lord of Light thing. And then she does a 180 and then takes the blood of uh, Stannis back with her. She was freaked out by uh, by Beric Dadarian. I thought that was really interesting just before we get to the Gendry thing. Like that, she was not expecting that, and she didn't look like she was seeing a miracle. She looked like she was seeing something that scared her. I think she was jelly. Did yeah, think so? Do you think that's what it was? Yeah, no, but it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I like I like the um, dynamic of having these two like red priests or, or priestesses, mm-hmm. you know, these servants of the red god. Like talking shop, you know. They're like, yeah, "What you ra- you raised them six times? What? That's crazy." <laughs> that was so cool. You can't it, do it that. Definitely, it felt like uh, worlds colliding because last season we it was just such a negative thing. The Lord of Light, you know, from the first episode and blah 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 blah. All the stuff happening with Stannis turning into kind of an odd guy, even though he was much odd before. And then we see Thoros, and then now they're together. Yeah. 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 And no one's fighting. You know what I mean? And I'm just thinking, this person sucks. She killed Renly, the one true king. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm still pissed about that. Yeah, I kind of agree, Selena, with what you were saying, because she did seem scared in a way. And I don't know, maybe it wasn't fear necessarily, but I think in seeing Beric Dondarrion, she got validation for her beliefs and for mm-hmm. her religion. Because I don't really think the the shadow creature from last season was in any 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 way a, a validation of sorts. I think yeah. that looking at somebody who's been brought back to life through this this god is is proof for her that what she's doing actually has a purpose. Right, and I feel, I always feel like she feels like a bit of a of a cheat to me. Like she's sort of making it up as she goes along, and I think a lot of what she does probably isn't 
It was a parlor trick to hatch this shadow child and then send it on Renly to kill him. That's what I always kind of thought, or that's what I always wanted to believe because I hate her and I don't want her to be right. But so I feel like when she actually saw that resurrection, it was like, holy shit, like I'm not just... I'm not just... I'm not just crazy. Yeah, right. No, well, I'm not just making this up. Like, this is what I'm doing. Like, some people can actually do it for real. And I'm just pretending. She's just waiting to get her letter. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Her Hogwarts letter. (laughs) Come to the Red Preschool. It's where we train people how to birth shadow things. Yeah, I still think that that was extreme enough to be like, I'm doing magic, at least sort of. Something came out of me really quickly. Mm -hmm. It was a grown thing. And there's no cartoons anywhere, so you know it just feels a little real to me. But I mean, you know, yeah, the whole white like magic, magic aspect of him being healed is is a lot mm. more pure. And I don't know, yeah, maybe she's good. Maybe she just sees this. Oh, the life thing. Mm. Someone came back to life. This could be good rather than bad. Maybe. I don't know. Well, what does that say about Thoros of Mir as as a um sort of a failed human being? You know, a fail like he's a drunk and he didn't believe in the words he was saying even as he uttered them, and then it brought. Um, you know, Beric and Darian back to life. Like, what, what is? Because it's not like you even have to have faith to be able to to cause these actions to happen. It's really weird, you know. But the Lord of Light, we said this in the last episode. He's the God that rewards you. He's the God who actually proves his own existence by interfering. Right, but I think that scene was more about him being showed that his faith was really inside of himself the whole time. Like when it happened, when 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 this when it happened, he said the only words he knew were those words. Yeah, something terrible happened, and that's the first thing that was in his mind that he could say. Mm. Whether or not he had an active system of faith going, I mean, that's up in the air, and that's for George to decide. But I think that it's pretty interesting that this thing that we've been so negative on up until this point, you know, kind of poured out of someone or through someone and healing someone not once but like six times now. I still don't believe it. I'm calling. I can't bullshit. believe it's I not butter. I, I know. It, well, just so we're clear, I don't believe it either. <laughs> well, no, but in the show, like I think I, I don't know. I still, I, I'm like adamantly believing that this isn't like we aren't going to end the series with just being, oh, it was the Lord of Light that like did this, you know? Like there's going to be some kind of, I don't know. Definitely some trickery. Mm. There's got to be. Yeah, and that's what I'm thinking. Like that's what Melisandre's doing. She's basically just like tricking everybody and then she sees this actual looks like a miracle and she's like holy crap oh that makes sense because she was just so shocked by it like truly shocked unlike Mm -hmm. we've seen her be before Mm -hmm. yeah i mean she she basically goes through all of these parts of barrack's body and she's looking Mm -hmm. at his eye and then she's looking at his scars and (laughs) how many times did this motherfucker die like (laughs) is is he really uh michael myers from halloween or something like she's like i know the lord of light this ain't his work yeah that's (laughs) the other thing is that perhaps it's the opposite of the lord of light right like the other person is is bringing these this guy back to life and she doesn't know it yet Mm -hmm. that's what i got from it but that's just that's that comes from being overexposed i think to other um series and other ideas and and cultures and things like that but i I, you know i think ultimately it makes for good storytelling it gets us talking and gets us thinking about it right so i mean so she takes gendry away and she's all like you have a purpose and blah 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 blah." and (laughs) that's exactly how she said it exactly and uh i want to ask you know to micah and phil I mean, the thing is about Gendry is that this does not happen to Gendry in the books. It, I mean, none of this. This is super weird. But it seems to me like they are putting Gendry in the place of Edric Storm, who is another 
I mean, he's basically Gendry, just in a different part of the world. He's the know? Dragonstone he's, version of Gendry. He's a, yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's another one it of uh, Robert's... I know, right? <laughs> um, so he's another one of Robert's bastards, and he sort of figures into the Stannis story. Um, and I feel like they're just replacing him at this point. And this really... I don't want them to do that. <laughs> well, is it... I mean, is it a bit of a stretch then to, I mean, send Melisandre off you know, to the other part of the world to get him and then bring him all the way back to Dragonstone just to replace I mean, his character. It would be, except she's probably like seen him in her fires or whatever. They made it so, I mean, you can make it work in that way because she has that power of being able to see things in the flames. So mm-hmm. they can kind of explain it that way. But she she uh, traveled there pretty quickly. I don't know about, I mean, they kind of fudged the timeline and the distance traveled there. It's not the first time they've done that, though. No, it's not. It's not. You well, it's have... been a few episodes. You know, we haven't seen her in a while. Right? That's, that's true. true. I think, yeah, that's true. It's been three? There's th- mm. three episodes or at least mm. two. I think the so. only... I mean, we're fresh that it takes a month to get from King's Landing to Winterfell on horseback. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Figure a few weeks, I guess, to get, get to wherever they are in the Riverlands. Anyway, we're nerding out way too much. Right now. <laughs> uh, we're gonna well, get out of compasses. You're still listening to Game of Owns. Gendry was captured by Melisandre. <laughs> Arya didn't like he it was too much. sold. What did, I want to hear um, what uh, the newbies thought of of Melisandre's kind of um, what she said to Arya. Like, what what did you guys think of that? I quoted this. Um, yeah, yeah, I got it down. I'm just going to rush this out really quick. I see a darkness in you. Brown eyes, blue eyes, green eyes, eyes you'll shut forever. We will meet again. All right, so let's piece it apart. Three people are going to die. She's going to kill them unless Melisandre is a trickster. Right? Yes. So, so this is a prophecy that Arya will actually shut those three eyes, Joffrey, Cersei, Illyn Payne? Well, I don't know if those are the eyes necessarily. Hmm. But brown eyes. Or she was creeping Arya's Twitter and just like, <laughs> Joffrey told and her Cersei both have blue eyes. Oh well, there you go. That's that's flawed then. But brown eyes, blue eyes, thought. green eyes. eyes I'm more intrigued through. by the "we will meet again." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's just what you say, isn't it? Like we'll meet hey. again. If, you, if you're pretending, even if you're pre- pretending to be somebody who has magical powers, you say we'll meet again. And then, if well, it never hypothetically happens, speaking, like, yeah. these two never met in the books mm-hmm. because this scene never takes place in the books. So saying that we'll meet again can mean a number of different things. It can mean they'll meet again in the show sometime later this season, or it could mean that they maybe meet later on in the series. Maybe so Arya that's what I comes find interesting and about saves it. Gendry. <laughs> yeah, isn't that what would happen? I mean, she'd have some uh, resistance, obviously, from the men, the Brotherhood. He's like, I thought you were brothers! And they're like, nope, sorry. Um but mm-hmm. I, I mean, like wouldn't, gold. wouldn't she mount a, uh, a, you know, a rescue effort? No. I hope so. But she was, She's like Arya was pretty like, uh, yeah, she, I mean, she was pretty passive when he was like driving away and she just like stood there and I was like, dude, <laughs> 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 he was like your family an episode ago. What happened? You could be his lady, girl. <laughs> yeah, she, she. The thing is, she got shut down. True. And so true. now she's a little bitter. Mm-hmm. And also, those sacks of gold were pretty big. Mm. Okay. And she was probably still bitter about what they said before about uh, Melisandre. Yeah, well, that was great. <laughs> no, that was great. She, they're just like, she's too. I don't get her. She's so not that great. And he's like, yeah, you don't get her because you're a girl. <laughs> <laughs> well, now Gendry's going to get all he wants of her. I mean, probably. That strikes me as the kind of uh, lady that she's been lately. So um, we'll see. It's interesting how this all will develop. 
I have no idea. I don't either. And the outstanding issue for me with the Brotherhood is that they were going to get Gendry to make those little arrowheads or whatever. And I guess they're just not going to do that anymore. Yeah, like, what, they, what are they going to do now? Like, it seemed like they had a good situation going. Oh, that's true. <laughs> so <laughs> much easier. <laughs> he can mail them from uh, Dragonstone. Yeah, I thought they'd be for her victims. You know, mm-hmm. maybe it is a, a real prophecy of the color of the eyes of the people who she really will kill. It's it's too early to say. Right now, Arya is about to be sold back to her family in River Run. Right? I mean, isn't that what the brother, the brothers are going to do with her? So it doesn't seem like she'll be taking an active role in anything for quite some time. Um, especially mm. if she reaches her destination and is with family, she's not going to really be able to go off and fight in any wars because they still coddle her um, and want her to be a lady, to be honest. But you just said that she may kill people. Yeah, I think she'll kill. I mean, but if, if the show is going where I think it's going, then it's, she won't kill people for a while. You know, she may have it's to so grow hard up. to judge where everything's going. Honestly, yeah. this was a, one of those episodes. I f- don't feel like much absolute progression happened once I watched it just by feeling. But when you really think about it, a lot of, a lot, a lot, a lot of shit happened. I mean, not to mention a handful of guys from the North climbed up a wall, but a lot of things <laughs> were happening South of the wall. I mean, we've got Loris owning Sansa, teaching her the mm-hmm. difference between a brooch and a pen. Very nice of Loris to do <laughs> well, that. I suppose a brooch like a pen. <laughs> it's sort of like a pen. It was so um, funny. I loved it. And I just still can't get over the fact that Melisandre is just riding on a wagon after who she was last season and what she did. It's just like, I what a meetup. Just meeting out in the woods. There she is. Couldn't she Everyone be riding a shadow chariot? Wouldn't that be, be anything more fitting? <laughs> Phil, what, gonna, does yeah. her magic end there? They're called Thestrals, Eric. <laughs> she hasn't oh, mastered teleportation yet no once she does it's gonna really make the show move a little quicker so so it's a 700 foot wall but Tormund is no stranger to it he's climbed it off a hundred times <laughs> good workout times that must yeah, be that's why he's so ripped yeah that's yeah. like that's like the equivalent of like running a marathon or like the mile or something and mm-hmm. he just does it for like to stay fit and stay buff and the Night's Watch has never noticed Big. there's not mm-hmm. enough of the yeah exactly it just says a lot wall. about them that's yeah. one of the lines that I really enjoyed that um, they were telling Jon Snow there used to not be trees for miles before you get to the wall, and now they're right up next against the wall, providing us cover, and that's because there are less of you than ever. You yeah. guys are just dwindling. And I thought that was really cool. If you can't <laughs> climb over the mountain, what you do you do, Eric? Yeah. yeah. Uh, you have to just it. go up to the side of the mountain, you look for a door, and you say, <laughs> Melon. <laughs> <laughs> And then they throw fruit at you, and then you walk away. Lots of malt mm. beer, and you walk right in. Yeah, so weird. Like I don't, I don't remember that for some reason. Them climbing the wall. Hmm. No, it, it did it happen, out. but they didn't have this huge, like almost falling off, and let's no. swing around. You know, that was very visual. Let's make this a bit more dramatic. I like none of thing. us saw that coming. Mm. <laughs> no, but it, it was really good. I wasn't sure where they were going to go with it again because I don't know what happens to these characters. I'm mm. unsullied. Yeah, um, I thought that Igrid was going to fall. Like I thought she was going to fall. I thought so too, and I didn't want her to die because this episode, at least for part of it, she was uh, being was nice awesome. to John. I felt like for the first time, there's a test at of first. his loyalty. He could have cut her loose and never like. Been- <laughs> Thought twice Why about it would again. he do that? Wow. He could, she seemed pretty intense, dude. She was a clinger. She's like a stage He's, four he, clinger. He got what he wanted. <laughs> what the, she's not a clinger. She's cool. She's pretty cool. I mean, come on. I thought she's pretty cool too. Okay, but that that ending shot of them is pretty cheesy. 
I'm just saying, if he ever wanted to. But this shows what kind of man Jon Snow is. And to be fair, they did climb right below a what an abandoned tower. They had asked him in a previous episode which ones are you know don't have men guarding them, that sort of thing. So they did find a place in the wall that was not manned pretty much at all. And now I guess my question is because it's unmanned, they don't have an elevator there for them. They're going to have to scale it down too. They're going to have to belay themselves down off the wall. Mm. Yes, belay. What Going down Maybe there easier. are stairs. There are stairs. Maybe there are stairs. <laughs> Spiral ones carved into the building. That'd be cool to do with ice. Ice sculpting stairs. They'd be so slippery. <laughs> they're, they're actually just going to jump onto uh, Oral's eagle. <laughs> yes. Right. Just uh, descend down to the ground level. Gandalf style. Or how about this, a 700-foot slide. Oh, my God. There, there you go. It's ice. Come on. That would be fun. That would be pretty fun. <laughs> Little potato sacks up there waiting for them. <laughs> <laughs> just come on down, everybody. No, I mean, we make jokes because it, I, th- I feel like it ended on such a light note. It seems so final. I don't want to say season finale final, but... It did. It, 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 had, it, it was very final. It had the f- feeling somewhat from... Season two finale, even though very different circumstances, mm-hmm. it, just the wide shot because they they panned out to a wide shot of the White Walkers. It, it seemed a little bit like that to me. Yeah, it didn't. It, it was kind of out of place, and I'm not sure what the purpose is. And I'm sure that we're ignorant to it now because we're only partially into the season, and all will become clear. I trust them, but um. Yeah, it was it was pretty lighthearted there at the end. Like they climbed, they survived. That was all, and that was wonderful. They started just making out though, just <laughs> just kissing, just getting on it. So cool for them. I'm glad that they're together. That's a great relationship. Yeah. There are very few of these in the show. Yeah, and I don't mean to transition us so harshly. Light in the darkness, you know. Yeah, but meanwhile in King's Landing, there are a host of problems with these relationships. <laughs> and for me watching this show, I have to say that one of the most pleasing scenes that I got, I was just like, this is cool. I remember texting Selena. This is incredible. It's when Lady Elena and Tywin <laughs> Lannister were in a room with each other. It's just like, put these two in a room. I want to see these guys have a show. I ship these two. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't? You know what I mean, like, I mean, they were just great because Tywin, like, he took all of her sass. She took all of his. No one got mad like all these younger people on the show. They would have started stabbing each other. They were saying horrible shit. Yeah. She was saying horrible shit about his kids. Everyone's just cool. I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. That was I think great. it's such an interesting conversation they had, too, about how she was like, yeah, you know, two boys getting together. That's natural. And he was like, no, it is wrong. <laughs> well, she was basically like, uh, well, he he said your son, you know, has a stain on his name, and she's like, well, so is your daughter. You know, mm-hmm. it's like our kids and are son. both, yeah. Um, you know, it's it's really they worked it out, and I was I was just I I too enjoyed that scene. I'd have to say it was probably my favorite. <laughs> I forget what he asked her, but he she was just like I I didn't write this down. I don't know if it's exactly right, but he was like blah 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 blah. And she was like, as an authority on myself, <laughs> I must disagree. This was and I'm brilliant. like, brilliant. Where were you ten minutes ago? Mm-hmm. I wish that I had you in my life to tell me. Like this is imagine all the arguments you could have won as a child. <laughs> just as an authority on myself, I must disagree. Well, it's just because he was trying to tell her like you think this or like this is why you're doing this and she was like you know what screw you like you're not in my head i feel like this is going to be quoted about 19 times per debate night next Mm -hmm. presidential election (laughs) yeah 
Well, um, I guess that, you know, another big, big, big part of this argument was that Cersei was too old to bear children, which really mm-hmm. has got to hit Tywin at the gut. Um, you know, cause he's old, but, but his daughter's his prized, you know, flower. He's, he's the one who says, well, you're, you're, you know, you're going to go forth and unite our families. And that's his big plan for Elena to say she's too old for that. That's kind of a kick. I think she was kidding though, because at the end, I think she accepted and she was just looking for a way to unite Loras to Sansa. Right. Am I right here? You think that she was really worried about Cersei being barren or was it a pretend? Well, the only thing that got her to stop was um, what Tywin promised to put Loras on the Kingsguard and then to have him, what is it, killed or, or just not married? And, and No, he just wouldn't disappear. be able to get married. Yeah. he just disappear, his noteworthiness and all that stuff. So there's that. But yeah, I mean, I think it was a serious concern for Cersei's age, but it's not really a point. She should have still, she's still going to go through with it, obviously. Um, so it doesn't really matter much going forward. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you guys. I, I, I thought it was a great scene. You know, it, I like when they put in scenes that really enhance the episode that normally may not appear in the actual text. So this was one of those scenes for me. And, and just when you have these two sort of really great actors and these two power players and just the fact that they can bounce off each other so well and have these great lines that leave you know, these lasting impacts that we're able to create own worthy uh, moments from. I think it's awesome. Yeah. you. I mean, you know, in the in the book, it can be said, and I don't know how it appears in the book yet, um, but it can be said that these two families are vying for power, right? They both want to control Westeros and all this other stuff. Yeah. But adding a scene like this in and showing these two, the, the two heads of these families actually talking about this stuff and with, you know, Micah, you mentioned the the, the quality of actors that they have really kind of shows it better, I think, and, and, and really kind of allows the audience to gather what's going on without it being too expository. For imagery purposes, it's a lot like two giant hosts of soldiers across each other in a field, and it's the two generals or kings or whatever just coming in and having a chat in the middle of the field, just having a laugh with each other, like, oh, you dumbass, well, we're taking it back. <laughs> you know, and then they go back and let everybody fight, and in the end, everything's okay. That's kind of what they're doing here. Pretty yeah. much. What were the Frey boys doing? They were uh, being creepy. <laughs> they were, they, they were, were looking strange. They were wearing gloves. And they, little let hats. Me just, let me just say that. They were funny, just, you know. Funny little hats. Leather yeah. gloves. Little bitty, little Frey hats. They're like yeah. a cult. The cult of Frey. Yeah. <laughs> We're all kidding with one another. <laughs> yes. Hey, I didn't see this twist coming. And I thought, especially being on a show with Mike and Selena, they're always like, he broke his promise to the phrase. <laughs> I don't know which one of you sound like that. but <laughs> It's me. Uh, it's a combination of both of us together. Yeah, put it together. That's what comes out. I thought something bad was going to happen, but they were just like, listen, you know you should have married one of our sisters. You promised my dad. And he was mm-hmm. like, I know. They're like, all right, well, listen, if we still want to get this together. So if you want to make it work, here's our new demands. Hey, Edmure thought, thought, nice. thought it was pretty bad, though. Yeah, he wasn't well, pleased. I love, I love that little beat where, he, where they all kind of look at him. He's like, what? He didn't, he didn't pick up <laughs> yeah. what was happening. <laughs> Poor guy. Yeah, he took it well, though. I mean, considering. Mm. Well, the black, Blackfish was about to punch him in the face. <laughs> did, <Yeah>. so. <laughs> That's a great what line. What did he say? Something about his fists and his, his teeth. teeth. Like, yeah. Dibs yeah. on that being like, my own. I no, this is my own. I haven't uh, written down. 
<laughs> well, Rob brought up the stone mill and that, that blunder that was the stone mill. And then Edmure realized that it was pretty much his duty to clear, uh, you know, Rob's mistake any way he could. So with, you know, with his mistake. So there's that. I mean, he pretty much had him. I'm just glad that moving forward, hopefully there's a peace between those guys. Yeah. That would really help Rob's course, wouldn't it? It's unfair though, because Rob's mistake was a knowing mistake, and the 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 mill, the whole accident was because some of the orders were like secret and privileged, yada yada yada. Like he didn't necessarily know their strategy until it was already over. That's a good point. Edmure's such a tool, though. Like, let's not feel too bad for him. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> it's okay. He's a tool. <laughs> and Rob's wife is probably hands down way more cool and attractive than the than the the Frey girl. Oh yeah, so. absolutely. It's a good situation for everyone. Even those phrase asked Edmure, why? Do you want to check how many teeth she has? I mean, mm-hmm. that should tell you right there. <laughs> that they know they have a problem. The first- He's like, give me the girl with the least teeth, okay? <laughs> also, uh, Harren Hall was put out there mm-hmm. for the phrase to control once the war is over. I don't know why they all want Harren Hall. <laughs> yeah, it just gets passed around and passed around. <laughs> Nobody it's wants because it. the guy who used to run Heron Hall like ten years ago, those old brochures he had made by that really good ad agency, <laughs> are still around. Still so it's like, come visit Sunny Heron Hall. <laughs> Look at our whores, and they're just beautiful. Heron like, Hall Man. has gotten the most heat out of every. <laughs> he doesn't mean sunshine. You'd think he would. Yeah, um, right. Out of all no, the Heron lands in Westeros. Yeah, I don't know. Walder Frey seems like a Heron Hall kind of guy. That's very true. He could fill most yeah. of Heron Hall with his family. Probably. Mm. That's true. They need a new house. How about <laughs> this estate? You could be the lord of it, each of you. Mm-hmm. And the phrase, though. It's kind of sad that they have so many men. Probably their own offspring. But still, it's a, it's a rough situation. But I didn't see it becoming this easy as the story moved along. And I don't know if it's book canon. I don't know if it's show canon. But it seems like a fairly easy fix. It's just whether or not he's... Edmure's going to do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's never easy. It's never easy <laughs> in the game of Thrones. No, I, I, yeah, you're right. I mean, I need. I obviously need to take a step back and understand that, well, Rob could have just married someone in the first place, so it's probably not going to turn out very simple. But for now, it's just funny to poke fun at the guy. It's like, ah, you messed up, dumbass. Well, congrats on your new wife. I hear she's a real keeper. <laughs> Maybe a... Um... Maybe a quote from that uh, Bolton's bastard, not Karstark's son, as was previously guessed. Maybe that quote that he said, uh, what is it? If you think this has a happy ending, you haven't been paying attention. Yeah, that was rough. Yeah, that that could probably go for the whole story, huh? The whole, like, saga. That's like the the quote to sum up all of Game of Thrones. (laughs) Yeah, but then you need to think back to this beautiful ending of the trees and the willows. (laughs) And the music and the sun. That's ironic. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, God. Literally, the next frame of next week's episode is going to be like cleaning up Ross's body or something. Oh, yeah. (laughs) John slips and he falls off the wall. (laughs) No, Jamie Uh, reaches out and pushes him. But then he bounces up once his curls hit the ground. (laughs) (laughs) They're like springs. Are you all right? (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk about, I mean, we spent a lot of time earlier on that on that Roz scene and, and all those implications. But what about what's happening to Theon? I mean, mm. you, Selena, you said you almost feel bad for him. I almost I feel felt bad for him. I very bad scene. for him. There's nothing almost about it. Like, you know, it's funny because I mean, I don't, I don't like Theon, but I don't like seeing anybody get tortured. I think it's ridiculous. And I think if there's any way that they can make me 
like Theon, it's by putting him with this character that I just hate 10 times more. You know, because yeah. them two together, like by comparison, you're going to be on Theon's side. Like he's the one tied up being tortured. And I mean, it's just it's just redundant at this point. Like this dude is just horribly sadistic. Like they should introduce him to Joffrey. They could have crazy parties. <laughs> You know, <laughs> crazy parties. Hey, you're crazy too. Crazier than a shit house rat. The, <laughs> don't accept that invitation. We should go to a crazy party. That would be awesome. There's there's a line um, that Brad Pitt says in Seven, which I think is particularly relevant for this scene, where he's basically asking the um, the bad guy in Seven if crazy people know that they're crazy. Um, but yeah, crazy party, absolutely. And the comparison is drawn. I really don't know who would win between Joffrey and this other guy. Uh, Good as far as craziness is concerned, probably Joffrey. Joffrey. But this other guy is just, he's just batshit crazy. He's sitting down, and I, I thought for a second that, oh, okay, this is one of the car start kids, even though that doesn't sound about right. And then, oh, okay, good. I'm glad I wasn't right about that. And it's just like, I don't know where we stand with him. Where yeah. does he stand? Does he even know what he's doing? I mean, that's the question. And I want to so. ask Micah and, and Phil, because I'm just, oh, first of all, I was I couldn't really hear what he was saying in this scene, so I was confused to begin <laughs> with. But, I mean, was is he Rickard Karstark's son, or was he lying, or what was happening? No, he admitted to lying. He was okay. lying. Yeah, At the end lying. of it all, he was like, while I was torturing you, you forgot to ask one important question. Are you going to lie to me? Are I you a liar? I just thought that was about the finger. Uh, no. Yeah. It was- So who is was, he? Do we know? We don't know. It, it's we, been said on say? this show, I think. Yeah, we, 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 been, we all kind right. of- Because the sigil is very apparent to, mm. to be what, what he's tied to. But but in that case, it's Theon's fault for not memorizing his house sigils. I mean, what did he learn at the Stark school in Winterfell? Really? Yeah. I, I blame Theon's teacher. Plus, he's getting the skin flayed off of his finger. That oh that my god, it's just kind of I had to mute. Too. I muted my yeah. sound. Ouch! That's good. You didn't hear me laugh. No. <laughs> <laughs> you flay that finger. <laughs> you flay it. <laughs> I don't know. I just. I obviously it's terrible for Theon, uh, but he sucks and he's done bad things. So, yeah, Theon. I don't know what's gonna happen to you, man. We'll see. Nothing good. Yeah. How's your dad? Doesn't look good. Doesn't look good for Theon. Well, Selena pointed out we do see Yara at some point in one of the trailers. Yeah. I'm waiting for her to pop up. Me I thought, too. It's like we're running out of time here. <laughs> You're right. She'll just be like the, the cliffhanger in the season three finale. She'll yeah, like the just very show last up and be like, I'm here to fix this shit. <laughs> yeah. She just rolls in on the sea bitch. She's <laughs> yeah, like, pretty much. my other Theon ship, everyone else is broken. <laughs> well, are they running out of, this is a serious question I, I thought of uh, today, but it, it basically springs from me wanting to see this tour um killed in a way that's even better than the three arrows that or the arrow to the face that he got the other guy with you know are they running out of ways to kill people on the show how what way can they possibly reserve assuming this torture gets his due at some point how is it going to happen you know what could they possibly do to this guy to repay the, the karma debt for torturing theon in this way because i think he deserves the worst I agree I mean, with Hodor you. Hodor could eat him. Just dinner, Hodor. 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 We, we got a Hodor in this episode. That was kind of fun. Yeah. yeah that, it, it was a hilarious one, too. So it's always good to have yeah, It was the confused, worried Hodor. Hodor. Yeah. Well, like, it, hey, is that kid over there sleeping? Okay. <laughs> in a bizarre twist, Bran is the one who's awake while Jojen Reed is sleeping. And as it turns out, convulsing. 
So maybe this whole episode was in like a mirror universe where Bran is awake and Jojen sleeps. And so none of it actually happened. Maybe that was our one hint. Hmm. Maybe Theon's fingers intact. Yeah, (laughs) that's a stretch, but it could happen. No, but <laughs> probably not. <laughs> Thank you for entertaining uh, that thought for thirty seconds. Um, but anyway, yes, it I, was less than thirty. Seconds. Bran and Jojen. Bran and Jojen. I, you know, I like this particular scene. We don't get to see a lot of them, or at least we haven't uh, in this particular season. And I like the uh, the sort of resolution that finally happened between Osha and Mira. And Bran's yeah, kind of owned Osha at, th- at yeah. one point. When uh, he talked about the fact that, oh, yeah, well, you're complaining because the first time you and Mira met, she put a knife to your throat. Well, do you remember what happened the first time you and I met? And we just had seen that. And I was <laughs> like, oh, what a good flip. And I felt like so much of the episode was kind of mirrored and a weird way to what we had just watched. But I'm it's just going to leave those theories away. True. I yeah. know. I know. And there's so many different things that were mirrored onto it that I just caught because we had just watched it. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, we're talking about, cool. um, just for the listeners, for their sake, it's season one episodes, what, five and six, six and seven? Just just six. Yeah, six, was six in one. particular. So we, we saw some parallels there, maybe worth uh, an essay or something <laughs> to our <laughs> Game yes. of Bones contact, <laughs> but we're not there work. yet. But what did you think of Jojen's vision? Oh, Jon Snow's North of the Wall surrounded by enemies? That was I so random. He was warging it out. I don't think he said... That- North of the wall, he said the wrong side of the wall. That's well, there's good. only two sides. Yeah. So if half of us guess one side, half of us guess <laughs> okay. the other, some are right. We'll discuss both theories. <laughs> That's good, Micah. I didn't you're right, a hundred percent. The wrong side of the wall. So what side of the wall is the right side? The north side where he should be surrounded by enemies, or the south side where he shouldn't be surrounded by enemies. There you go. Okay. Well, if he's on the south side of the wall and he's now a free individual he could be on the wrong side of the wall because all of the members of the Night's Watch are going to not warmly receive him. It's not going to be easy for Jon Snow because once you stray from the wall, you're liable to be killed. Anybody at all could kill you and be completely justified. Um, So even though he wants to see the warm weather, I don't see him really getting away with what he's done. I don't think it's going to be that much of an issue with the current state of war, though. I don't know Westeros that well, though. I've never been there. That's so. true. Well, maybe if he changes his clothes and pretends not to be a crow, because he's dressed yeah. just like a crow. <laughs> Literally the only thing that would give him away is his outfit. So just change Jon Snow, well, please. Just like that guy at the beginning of the show, right? The the deserter from the wall. <laughs> Still dressed like the deserter from the wall. So Right. He wasn't a master of disguise. Maybe Jon Snow will be a little bit better at that. Well, I was worried in this episode that uh, Jon Snow would, would climb the wall and end up seeing, like, Sam and Gilly. Um, or that they those two, their two paths would cross again a little bit prematurely. Um, because I guess that's the direction that Sam and Gilly are headed as well. But what does Sam plan to do with Gilly? Because, again, a crow can't have a woman. Show her pretty things. And just ignore the reality of their situation. Sit by the fire in Castle Black. Yeah. Sink like, her Look songs. at the pretty blade that I found. It's probably really old or something. <laughs> I thought he was going to tell her that line it, ever. Yeah, I thought he yeah. was. Gonna, I thought he was going to tell her that it glows blue when orcs are nearby, but apparently not. <laughs> I might as well, dude. Orcs would turn this world into a crazy place. Let me just tell you, because orcs are mean as hell. All right, they're just isn't aggressive. that who won the Kentucky Derby? An orc. <laughs> That's po- very possible. They can ride horses very well. If they can ride wargs, they can re- ride horses. And yeah, Sam and Gilly. Well, 
Grats to them for lighting a fire in the middle of the haunted woods. That made all of the sense. <laughs> I hope nobody catches you two or anything. Right. And also, Sam, you didn't give up much of a fight when she asked you to sing. You're like, no, okay. <laughs> yeah, he wanted to. Come on, you know he did. He's got a pretty voice, guys. All right, yeah. it makes sense. The baby likes to sing on I our show. I kept waiting for them to just be like taken and eaten by like wraiths or whatever, but that never happened. White. Same. Yeah, and there's just nothing. They're going to show up and want the baby for sure. They're accustomed to eating small male children from exactly. the Craster family. So I'm waiting for that meeting to happen. Do they eat them? I, I, was, I was oh. never clear on that. <laughs> oh, I we don't know yet. Yeah, I guess we don't know. But I, the impression I got when I first saw it was that they w- that it was sustenance as opposed to like changing and then like raising children. Like if I think can't... it would be cool if it was like the reverse of what the slave masters did to the unsullied. Like they take kids and then they turn them into white warriors mm. and like baby train them up super yeah hard. they like turn yeah that would be awesome give you a great life all right just fight for us yeah i was always thinking that maybe maybe babies are like the sushi of the food world <laughs> for white walkers you know what yeah. i mean yeah. where it's like you, you don't eat it all the time but it's just so good and perfectly wrapped it's fine but otherwise they try to hunt down actual full-sized humans i thought this book ended you know the episode really well because you open with sort of a nice quiet scene and that's kind of how you ended it as well. And I thought, you know, watching the first couple of scenes in this episode, you were going to get a lot of character development. It seemed to be the way that it was going and then I'm not really sure what happened along the way. <laughs> and I'm just going to throw it out there. This this was not my favorite episode of the season. I no. didn't I it would probably rank at this point close to last. Um mm-hmm. I'm just interested what you guys thought overall. I mean, it, for me, it just didn't do it. I absolutely agree. It's sort of it's it it lingered between, yeah, trying to focus a lot on the characters and trying to be shocking, but it didn't really. It was a very. I think this episode just screamed transition in a way that mm-hmm. Game of Thrones episodes yep. usually usually don't. But I mean, a lot of normal most normal TV shows, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Game of Thrones isn't, but um, it's not TV. It's HBO, <laughs> right? But you know what I mean. Like they, they normal shows will have episodes like this every once in a while, where they'll literally just take you through beats to get you set up for something big that's to come. And I really felt like that's what they were doing. Like they were introducing a lot of things here and a lot mm. of concepts, a lot of ideas, a lot of story developments. But they, and but and they sort of just kept. What I what I felt that I think maybe you're picking up on as well, Mike, is that instead of developing anything further, they were kind of just just pushing everything that we already knew even further. Like there weren't really any surprises. They were just like last week we found out that Tyrion and, and Cersei were gonna marry the Sansa and Loras this week. That's still the case. Sansa. Yeah, like they told them. And yeah. last week you know, they, we were told that, oh, they're going to be climbing the wall. This week, they climbed the wall. And that's just kind of how it went all the way through. You know, we saw the, it. Yeah, you can't keep going at the same breakneck pace, though, they were before. Where oh, these, no, no. These I just tor- mean- sort of things are just thrown out nonchalantly. I think it was kind of important to have this episode where they are climbing the wall physically. And they are. Well, I, I disagree. Well, I agree and I disagree because, like, my point was just going to be that I think these kinds of of slower paced episodes can work really well. But I think maybe the reason that I at least felt like 
it didn't was that with very few exceptions, it didn't actually advance the story. It didn't teach me more about any of the characters. It didn't, it just kind of tread water. Um, I think it's because they ended with the montage, to be honest. That 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 gave it more than anything else. That gave it the transitory feel, I think, that they ended think with. Yeah. There was no cliffhanger. Yeah, that too. Well, there was for a while. Then they got up the wall. They were hanging <laughs> <laughs> That is true. There were several uh, cliffhangers. Some of them didn't make it. <laughs> yeah, some of them <laughs> fell the whole way. I, I think that maybe my thoughts earlier, um, when, when we first started recording, about it feeling transitive, I think that that is probably I think well now that you guys all kind of agree maybe I, I was onto something like maybe this is sort of an episode that's meant to like Selena said really drive us into what is happening now mm. I think really the I might be wrong here but because it just happened but the only newish thing that we did get to see was Melisandre and the Gendry thing coming yeah to grab Gendry which was which was fine and cool and great but um you know we now tell Sansa or right. yeah, we're up the wall, yada, 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 yada. It's like and, they were um, hitting us over the head to make sure that we all understand what's happening right now. Right. And Tyrion and, and Cersei, they had a conversation personally just about what Tywin had said at the yes. end of the last week. Hmm. Exactly. So, I don't think any of us mean to say like, if you're, if you're part of the show and you're listening to this show, talking about the show you've made, just to clarify I believe that none of us are saying that this was not good because this is a Thrones episode and it was great. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I, I really do believe that you really can't bring the thunder every single episode if you're really trying to fashion a certain reaction to one in the future. For example, the Absolutely. next episode is written by George. So we could have something that has been saved for us that he wanted to personally put his touch on and we'll be ready to see next week. And maybe this was just preparing us for whatever the hell that is. That is know. what this felt like. This felt like it was preparing us for a lot of stuff. And and that's, you know, that's what that that's fine. You know, uh, it just meant that we didn't I mean, we got a lot of sort of owns in those personal conversations. The only thing was, it just felt like a lot of these conversations, we'd already had conversations a lot like them. Like the various little finger yeah. one. Like we've had that conversation well, before. And the one thing that this episode lacked with the exception of the climbing of the wall, I think was action. You know, you didn't have any big battle scenes or any fights taking place. It was just climbing of the wall and mm -hmm. everything else was, as you guys already pointed out, conversation. Mm -hmm. But like Zach said, I mean, that's it's a good it's a good change of pace at the same time because if we have action every week, at some point we're going to be like another fight scene, <gasps> you know what right. I mean? Like we'll be excited for next time it happens, and I feel like there's a, a, a some really cool stuff coming, like Zach said, next week. You know that we're going to be more excited for after this one because it was so low key. I just just a bunch of talking and then just a slain. Alpha or filled with crossbow bolts. <laughs> yeah. That'll get them talking for a week. <laughs> and Jesus, that had us right? so so caught off guard as well, I think even more so because the episode had been so mellow. Like that just yeah. it was yeah, like such yeah, a nice yeah. little la la la, we're climbing the wall, <laughs> la la la, we're talking about eyes, like whatever. And then we're cutting our meat like nice and, and with pretty dresses uh, or whatever. And then her dress we had was suddenly, <laughs> suddenly, naked whore and a stick. Like no, nobody saw that coming. Wow. You know, I, I think though, guys, and I was just looking through my notes just now and I, I caught this. There's something that Laura says, and I don't know if it's um, an error, but he basically mentions Sansa's French sleeves 
Do you guys catch this? And I was wondering, in a world without France, how can there be French sleeves? Did he say French? I thought he said. He did. I caught else. it too. Oh, okay. I just let it go because people made the show. <laughs> I hate picking on people. I'm I'm sure he was referring to the 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 Frenchians that live. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, come on, okay. they can make changes. There can be a France in Westeros. Maybe French is like the name of some guy who invented that cut of sleeve. Let's just go with that. <laughs> maybe. I'm sure. Or maybe Sharik Torres Sir just French. tweeted that to us on Twitter <laughs> just now on Twitter a few minutes ago, and he literally just brought what that is, up. What and a he coincidence! Says, French sleeves, what a coincidence. Is France near Westeros? Um, yes, Westeros. actually. This whole, actually, uh, this whole show is taking place in France, actually. The South. <laughs> George was visiting Paris at the time when he wrote this, and he was like, you know what? Fuck it. French sleeves. <laughs> he was had a little champagne. He was like, this is it. I'm writing this. You know what? He can make that decision. He's the writer. He's the guy who did all of this. And I am super, super excited for the Bear and the Maiden Fair. Me Because I love too. the episodes that he writes. And damn it, it's going to be good. And there might be a bear. There could be a maiden. There might be. If the title is to be believed, there might be a fair. Name I hope that she is maiden. fair. Winter Boo. <laughs> <laughs> it's finally coming. Winter, winter, winter boo, boo is coming. He worked very hard on his scene, so I don't want any criticism next week. <laughs> Actually, if you guys were wondering how we're getting such great feedback and interviews and stuff lately on the show it's because micah actually is the bear handler for game of thrones or game of thrones and hbo so that's how we have such a good hookup so micah, i, th- I literally handler. threatened them with a bear that's how we, he even got on this show in the first place he threatened us with a lie he rode bear. through the snow you know golden compass style it was amazing oh yeah he is a sweet bear huh mm-hmm. golden compass mm-hmm. he's mean and does stuff and thought about naming Eoric my panda after something. him isn't he an alcoholic, wow. though, too? Don't they find him in, like, an alleyway? Yes, yes, Yorick, the hey. alcoholic bear. Everyone's got problems, all right? Let's do our own, for Christ's sake. So uh, my own, I'm going to take it before uh, Phil does, is uh, Blackfish goes, the laws of my fists are about to compel your teeth, and I love it. And the Blackfish, I've been waiting to give him my own all season because I love this dude, so thank you. Thank you and good night. I'll take another obvious one and I'll go with uh, the mysterious torturer of Theon when he tells him, if you think <laughs> this story has a happy ending, you haven't been paying attention. Mm. Yeah. That just made his mood go south, huh? It's like he's mm. speaking about this, this series overall, isn't it? Exactly. <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, one of the, the great scenes, I think, in this entire episode when they were having the nice little discussion. Two of our favorite people inside of the throne room and they're talking about this chair and he's like oh thousand swords oh no fire and he's like well listen your swords there's only 200 i've counted them myself and he's like i'm sure you have and I, eric's unhappy that i'm using this but i don't give a shit i talked first that was my own he says this 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 is the lysa Aaron of chairs yes <laughs> i thought yes <laughs> they wrote that in there for us to say on the podcast i love this and i got to read it <laughs> Um, yeah, so that's mine. Sorry for what just happened, everybody listening. Next. Eric is crying, so does that mean I have to go? <laughs> yeah, you, you go. I need to find a different own, I guess. I like when Arya goes, 
face, tits, balls. I hit it right where I wanted to. <laughs> she right, owned that idea. scarecrow. Um, and then when, when that other guy said to her, you're not as good as you think you are, I was like, yeah. oh, ouch. That Way to uh, shit on a 10-year-old's dream. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Just right all over it. <laughs> but, uh, responsible I don't adult. know if we really, we didn't really get into this much, but I'd also give a, a nod to to Cersei for in a way owning Tyrion because she can't deny that either herself or Joffrey didn't give the order to kill him. Yeah. She's like, for what it's worth, I almost poisoned my son, so we're good. <laughs> yeah, my own goes to Gilly for owning Sam about the fire. Um, that was my second <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah. And she says, I, I knew you were highborn. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> yeah, clearly somebody else was building Sam's fires when it came time to, to learn how to build fires. I don't know. I feel like that's pretty essential. I'm surprised. With Sam. We make podcast noises on the show. We speak about what you've been seeing. Um, hopefully, you guys enjoyed our programming from last week, which was filled with a lot of shit. We've been really, really busy over these past handful of weeks. Now six episodes into season three. And Brian, Kat, having Christian on just before. I mean, this has been really exciting. And yeah, I'm excited for this whole week because we've got some fun stuff planned Friday as well. Mm -hmm. We do. Well, a massive honorable mention needs to be sent by way from us to Chris Hobkirk, who was the first comment on last Friday's <laughs> episode. Chris, you're the first comment that got first. So congrats to you. Congratulations. And can I just say that the feedback we've received on that episode um, and on, on which is coming in general to the feedback on the Brian Cogman episode, we really are astounded by it. And it's it's all been great feedback. And there have been a few more than a few Hodors in there. Um, but really we're just, we're very pleased with it. So much so that Brian is even thinking about coming back to Twitter. He's feeling the love. He's feeling the love. Let's just yeah, say that. So His new Twitter account, awesome. we can announce it here is be nice to BC. That's what the, uh, <laughs> that's what the new Twitter is. <laughs> no, it's really Ryan Cogman. That's <laughs> Ryan's and evil, evil things. We, uh, we put out the, uh, stuff earlier on Twitter, I texted Mike and I was like, hey, should we make a tweet? And then he destroyed the world and the world was saved and a thousand of your tweets came in. And we're now going to charge Eric with the reading of all of those because he likes Theon. I'm looking forward to owns of this episode, though, because the episode was a little bit more subdued. That means they're intellectual owns. Yes, intellectual owns. Are we ready, guys? I won't sing anything for Eric. <laughs> we still have that old rivalry. Back to the we lunchroom do. when I wouldn't let you sit next to me because I was worried that you'd steal my food when I wasn't looking, Sam. Was that a fat <laughs> How joke? dare you? <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> All right, well, to save Eric's life, I'm going to go ahead and introduce this segment. Eric Skull reads the tweets and however long it takes him to read all of your tweets. That's right. So, first tweet, Laurie Likes Lemons says, I'm expecting Jamie to show up and push Jon Snow off the wall. Mm -hmm. hmm. That was Ouch. a potential own, but their own of the wah, episode. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be like an, a video game ending music, wouldn't it be? Anyway, again, Laurie Likes Lemons. Own of the episode, quote, Father doesn't discriminate. We're all getting shipped off to hell together. And that was Cersei. Uh, Rose Sanders says, a sword swallower through and through. Ha 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 ha. G yes. Bowser. G Bowser, which I believe is ghastly Bowser, judging by the um, profile picture. Littlefinger owned Varys using Joffrey to own Roz and Boy owned Theon. There you go. Nothing that one. I like how his name is Boy. 
<laughs> now, is that what he's referred to in the books? Um, no. No, no that's what he's referred to on Twitter, <laughs> though. Yeah. No, no, I, I saw the tweeter did it, but I didn't know if that was special insight into the books. Jenny Lee Noof says, Varys calling the throne the Liza Aaron of chairs, own of the week. Absolutely. I like that one. Giselle G says, Lady Olena owned Tywin Lannister. Boom! But gotta give it to Bran for giving Mira and Osha the pimp hand. <laughs> wow. <laughs> You're both very good at skinning rabbits, okay? <laughs> um, Littlefinger said Ross was a bad investment, but had a friend who wanted to try something different. He owned Ross. Wait, Littlefinger tweeted us? That was uh, Deneen, Deneen Call. Uh, oh, so I'm sorry to say, I was like, well, shit, we're going places, guys. Uh, this is an intense tweet from John Williams. He says, Brienne owned Jamie's meat. I hope I can say that in a future episode in different context. Wow, John, I love your music, and your own was questionable, but thanks for coming along. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Christian M.E. says, own of the episode, the Queen of Thorns uh, deftly out-talking Tywin and snapping his quill. She damn sure lived up to her reputation. Mary D. definitely agrees with one of our owns. The Blackfish's fist threatening to own Sir Edmund. Uh, was known, and also Lady Olena calling Sir Loras a sword swallower. Okay. Wata says, Laws of my fist are about to compel your teeth. Own of the week. Um, Megan says, Well, Egret owns all of Jon Snow now. Winky face. Winky face. Um, Elizabeth Ann says, Joffrey owned the alpha whore, poor Roz. That was really fucked up. I tend to agree with you, Elizabeth Ann. That's true. Uh, Adam Baldwin says, Tormund totally owned the wall, somehow holding three people up while stuck to an ice wall. There you go. That's fairly Some true. adrenaline. Um, Elena F. agrees, Tywin and Elena going back and forth owning each other. Marvin says, Thoros owned Beric's Playboy swag with Melisandre when he said, quote, lucky for the ladies. <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> uh, Sneha Padumain says, the Queen of Thorns owns, period. She just... Owens. There you go. Alan McFarland says, Thoros own Melisandre, quote, not as religious as you, and Rohor still gave me the power to raise the dead. What's oh. that word? Rolior? Is that the name of the uh, the red god? Rollar. Rollar. Okay. There we go. Sounds like good candy. Uh, HBT actually, <laughs> well, hang on. HBT sent us a video, or a, no, a picture own of the episode. In closed, oh. took a picture of the screen in closed captioning. Let me it's read this. I gotta open this up. It's Lady Olena chuckles. As an authority on myself, I must disagree. Oh. That was cool. A little multimedia um, own of the episode there. Sharik uh, Torres says Rob Stark owns Sir Edmund by making him pay for Rob's shitty decisions. Uh-oh. And Sharik actually sent us another one. Littlefinger owned Sansa when he had his ship sail past her feast of view. <laughs> <laughs> Was that like the last own of the episode? Like Littlefinger just sailing off right in front of Sansa? That had to have been, right? Depends on what you're into. More more owns still to come. Uh, Jake Thurman, Sansa to Loras, that's a lovely pin. Loras to Sansa, it's a brooch. <laughs> Um, Vanessa says, Baelish owned Chaos isn't a pit, it's a ladder. Wow. Rest in peace, Alpha Whore. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, Deneen Call says, second watching of this episode, I noticed that Arya shot the haystack dummy in the same place as Joffrey shot Ross. Foreshadowing. Oh, and that actually is the end of our, that was not an own in particular, but that, um, was just an observation sent to us to our Twitter via the lovely Deneen Call. And, 
just FYI, if you would like to participate in this ritual that we have on this show, our Twitter address is twitter.com slash gameofowns, and that is where we source the majority of our owns for each episode. That was Eric Skull. Raise the tweets. Oh, yeah. In four hours or less. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Axel Baratheon stepped in my body for a second there. <laughs> you know, the more we They'll promote find that, out later. the more we promote that, the longer it'll take to read them in the future. I'll stop retweeting you. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> I like it when you retweet me. That's cool. It legitimizes what I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you'd like what you do legitimize, why not try tweeting at us on Game of Phones? Maybe Eric will legitimize it with a response. Maybe not. Try it out at Game of Phones on Twitter. Or if you would like to get creative and write us essays, which you'll learn about in a future episode, don't write an essay. Just learn about it in a future episode. Do that by listening, but email at contactatgameofowns.com. And if you kept up, you can keep up with what Mike is about to say next. All right. Well, uh, you can also head on over to iTunes and give us a nice five-star rate and review. It is the month of May. Nothing less is acceptable. And uh, we're going to hold to uh, Brian's threat from uh, last Friday's episode because it is only fair. We, we we allowed the Hodor penis threat to go on for a very long period of time. So why not allow Brian's threat to continue should you not decide to give us five stars? But somebody who did decide to give us five stars is CSC Saw. And they say with the title of their review, so good mm. or good. Mm. I see what you did. See what I did there? I enjoy yeah. this joke. I see what yeah. they did there. I see. I see I, yeah, You're I thought you were. Genius of um, conversation. They said, love this podcast. I listened to three Game of Thrones podcasts. I know, obsessed. And this one's definitely my favorite. All the hosts have very distinct and different, but equally awesome personalities. And you just feel like you're with a bunch of your friends while listening to the show. The rewatches are great, too. It's nice to hear the actual show in the background so you know what scene they're talking about. Fantastic podcast. You're a fantastic listener, you, CSC Saw. Also got another one here from Deal underscore E, title Fantastic. I'm thinking that CSC Saw stole the fantastic idea from Deal E. What do you think? I feel it like is words known. like fantastic and outstanding just aren't used enough in real life, so That's keep it true. On. Keep it up. But Deal underscore E says, so refreshing to listen to a podcast where they actually enjoy the show and the books. Oh, well, thank you. We, we, we try. We try to enjoy it. Uh, in- interesting discussions and perspectives. Thank you so much for the quick turnaround from show to podcast. Keep up the good work. There you go. All those late nights recording paying off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or, early mornings, or early mornings. Or early mornings. Please keep listening to the podcast if it's something that you enjoy. Please. 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 You will be rewarded in another if life. It's something that it you is like. Known. That's great because we all love making this with one another. Even Phil. Phil, we love having you here. Yeah, thanks for having me. And if you get tired of, you know, having to use your ears and you want to use your eyes, head on over to winterscoming.net where we have lots of other <laughs> fun things for you to read. Yeah, eyes. yeah. We're, yes, we're green t- eyes, brown eyes, blue eyes. There you ears go. are yeah. so hard to use, Phil. Thanks for rescuing our listeners from Seth's <laughs> death. It's great. No, Winter's Coming has lots of great shit. As in, in addition to what Selena's doing over at Hypable, and she does a lot more than just Game of Thrones, you can check that out. It's at Hypable.com. She is asleep right now, so I will be making this plug on behalf of her. <laughs> it's not even a lie. So we hope you enjoyed the climb. We'll see you on Wednesday. I think those were the only arrows that Joffrey had made for his, speci- for his special crossbow. 
So if he ever wants to shoot that crossbow again, he's probably going to need those arrows back. Oh no, gross! <laughs> that's not. The, that's Why would you do that to me? Let's, so, let's let's end on a happy note like the show did. Let, let's just have the camera pan back in your mind <laughs> oh, and, and all make out with we're each all, other. We're all standing there See on over top here, of the wall. Micah. This dream I'm dreaming. Thank you for listening, everyone. Come visit us on the wall soon. I'm on the game of owns, 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 owns. Can you just please cue the music, sir? I'm, I'm Zach Lloyd. I'm Eric Skull. I'm Selena Wilkin. I'm Micah Tannenbaum. And I'm Phil Bicking. Oh, please play the theme music. <laughs> See you Wednesday. <laughs>